Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Add UNLV. UNLV, right? Are they in the Mountain West? Yes, sir. They ain't going to leave. No. They ain't going to leave. Damn it. Uh, is there any independent out there we can add? Dude, Oregon State and Washington State ain't going for this. They're going to go Mountain West. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I wish I knew. I wish I had the answer. I mean, I'm trying to. Think. On paper, it makes more sense for them. Stay out there. Mm-hmm. What are you. What, what did, we going to travel all over the country in your 10 team league? We going to be coast to coast, stretched out thin? Sounds terrible. Yeah, I mean, the, no, that's what you and Oresco been working on? Yeah, Mountain, Mountain West schools are not leaving because of the exit fee. Like, they're just yeah. not. Like, oh, that's ridiculous. Yeah, like $34 million type exit fees, mm. you're staying pat. Because there's, it's just not, the math doesn't work out. Yes. You know? Um, and, and the math probably doesn't work out for Memphis either. But, damn, dude, this is, uh, it's just a, it's brutal. It's a brutal universe to be in. We'll be in the new ACC on down the line. Yeah. And that seems like the most likely, you know, if, if there is a move, if you, like, if I shook a crystal ball, and I asked the crystal ball, will Memphis be in a different league mm-hmm. in 2030? Yes. Then that's, you know, that's the most likely one. Check back later. The Big 12 clearly is, like, not responding to your texts <sighs> right now. Like, you're getting, you're getting curved by the Big 12. Left on red. Joel Mark said, I was never there. <laughs> he did. He did. And then there was no evidence that the Big 12 was, well, I won't say that. They McMurphy reported they would have been in the group had the Pac-12 not, not disintegrated. Dissolved. Yeah, they, so in like, the group, you're in a group, yeah. and, and they still probably There's would no have guarantee not, with that, right? Like, I think uh, you know UNLV would had a have a good case, but the mount the exit fees there, you know, might might have precluded that from happening. But UConn certainly feels like basically well, that was what we the knew. apple of your mark's eye. Yeah, those are the others. But you know, I think the the like football is what it is. What like. The question becomes, if if we get into a, a a place where there's, you know, the SEC and the Big Ten and all these schools break off and they want to do their own tournament, you know, like is is there's a lot of there's a lot of brands that you would not have in that tournament. I mean, you're not going to have Gonzaga. You're you know what what about the Big East? Are they going to be in it? Because they're not they're not one of those. This leagues. is not happening, bro. I told you this last week. Well, this basketball side of things. Brandon Quinn thinks it's happening. I don't think so. He thinks it is going to happen in the next, you know, ten years that they break off and, you know, do their own thing. And I guess my question would be like, okay, so SEC, Big Ten, Big Twelve, that's it. What about the Big East? They're not a, you know, they're not a Power Five. They're not a Power Four. It's different with basketball. You need it. Yeah, like, you need everybody else. Uh, it's what I, makes it the greatest tournament in the world? Right. I I agree with that. Um, and like even even if it's not the Big East, right? You have Teams like um, you have Memphis, you have uh, you know Gonzaga, San Diego State. What is the championship, that? I mean, dude? We've been selling you know one through sixteen the seating. It's part of the tradition. You know Agreed. what I'm saying? I agree. 
Like, and then the upset and Cinderella yes. is just as much a part of the tournament I, 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 as I, the brand names yes. that are usually there in the Blue Bloods and everybody else. That's not the same product without the little guys. That's the point I made to you last week. Yes, it's not. It's not the same television product. You can't. I, I don't think it fetches the same dollar. Will it still fetch a high, top a high amount of? It absolutely will. But it's not the same. It's not the same. Well, that tournament's been one shining moment. Exactly right. And that's pretty much a, a, a song to the little guy. Exactly. That gets his moment in it. We I mean, we know. You're, you're fundamentally changing everything. You break off. Right. You, you ain't going to have 64. Yep. You know, yep. I guess you'll have your top brands, whatever else. But, that's, again, it's the seating. It's but the But we bracket. watch that in conference play. Like, you know, like we see that, you know. I think the product is better with the little guy there, which will continue to draw the billions that it does. Right. You ain't messing with that. I think where the breakoff could happen is in football, where there is no. Which probably should happen, really. You know, at this point, I mean, let's let's. Well, that's where I believe the SEC and everybody else tell you everybody right. else go to hell. Right. Right. We know because you already don't have anybody looking out for the little guy in football. We've talked yeah, about yeah, that's exactly there is right. no czar. That There's exactly no one to look right. out for everybody there. Yep. The money that CBS pays. That looks out for on that's that looks out for everything. everybody's a byproduct of what's happened with conference expansion slash contraction is that there aren't as many little guys that are relevant anymore. All the little like all all those previous little guys that were relevant are now quote unquote in. You know, like UCF, Cincinnati, Houston, those teams in. You know, the only little guys that have been relevant over the years, Boise State. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I think they're sort of the leader there. You know, Memphis. In terms of history, you yeah. Get to Boise State. I mean, I think Boise State's got to feel a certain type of way. They, they were playing for, you know, New Year's Day bowls all the time in the early, you know, to mid 2000s, and they never got a sniff, it feels like. But I think, yes, to your point, we know people will still watch college football. We know that. You don't need the little guy in college football. Exactly right. I don't think the essence of college football is any different today than it was three weeks ago. Because the same schools are going to play for the championship, like you could tell me you're going to like save a spot for the you know group of the best of the rest. They ain't winning a title. You're not winning. You're not winning a champion. You can get there. You can get the unit. Whatever. That's your championship. Um, if you break off and say the SEC, the Big Ten, Ace, uh, you know, uh, Big Twelve Invitational, that changes the essence of the entire thing. Completely. And I, it is no guarantee it's a different product. to that point that people will be excited, as excited about it. And because and, and, you're right, I think the magic of the tournament is, is what makes us watch it. It's the idea that a 16-seeded retriever team can beat one-seeded Virginia. You know, fairly that, Dickinson this year. Fairly Dickinson, right? You lose that, which is like a huge talk. Like FAU was in the Final Four. Yeah. You know, you lose that. Um, and, and we can point to countless like Butler. Butler was in the championship two straight years. You know, you would be giving up on that, um, presumably, if that's the way you want to go. So I think, uh, you know, no more Gonzaga. Kiss them goodbye. Remember Sister Jean? and that Sister song? Jean, absolutely. I mean, I, the best Loyola. moments of, that we remember about the NCAA tournament, telling you, bro, it's never it's about Duke or Carolina or Michigan or anything like that. It's always about these random schools that break through. You know, George Mason, remember them? Mm-hmm. George Mason got to a Final Four. I mean, that that's... That's the stuff. That, Who was the coach? Oh, that team was it, Paul? Um, I think it was. Uh, was it John Brady? I don't remember. Or was it Larinaga? It was Larinaga. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. Yeah, it was Jim Larinaga. Yeah. They got to a Final Four. That's right. So, 
you know, the, I think, again, when you ask, if you poll the, the most random, I mean, yeah, like you think about the Leitner shot or whatever, Duke, Kentucky, but when you think about the best moments and the coolest mm-hmm. moments, it, it's never about a blue blood winning a title. You know, it's about the, the, the random schools that never belonged getting their shine. Yeah. That's nobody, what nobody, makes March what touched, it is. Nobody's touching the tournament, buddy. I hope not. That would really be the 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 that would be the uh, well that would change all time Memphis, bro that would change Memphis basketball would change everything about it and our investment level in it if we couldn't hoist the trophy exactly. the trophy exactly right it would change everything about it yep yep and that's not uh that's not what you want no nope. so, um yeah I, I don't I think that TV deal goes also through like the mid twenty thirties early to mid twenty thirties so uh, nothing would change presumably before then but uh. I'm sure, you know, th- those discussions have at least been had. Hopefully they've been shut down no. the way we've shut them down uh, here on the show today. But understand that if you do that, you are killing off the greatest thing you have. And there's no replicating it. You know, you can call it whatever you want, basket, college basketball tournament. It ain't going to be the same if it's just three leagues, you know. Agreed. It ain't going to be the same. All right, we'll come back with the rundown. Jason Fitz is going to join us. A little bit of adjusting on the fly. We're like any good NFL quarterback here. We call audibles at the line of scrimmage. Like Penny adjusting. So we will be joined by Jason Fitz live at 125. We'll talk to him about conference realignment. I want to get his thoughts, though, on the Drake concert cancellation and what he thinks is going on. He's somebody that has performed concerts before. He knows what goes into it. And canceling the week of? Is that a season ticket? It's not a season, but a, but a selling tickets issue. Could it really be logistical? We'll get into all of that with Fitz at 125. Jason and John, how do you turn to Fitz? Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. MESPN. McCoy Roofing and Renovations is the main call. We had some more rain come through this morning. Uh, it has been a tough summer for your roof. And if you've been going back and forth with your insurance company, they've been giving you a hard time. They've been hassling you. They're not giving you the replacement. They're just doing the repair. Call Chris. Do yourself that favor. 487-7096. He gets things done. He can get you a brand new roof at no out-of-pocket cost. 
to you. He knows how to get it done. Reach out to him today. Roofing, siding, window replacement, gutter installation, whatever it is. You've been putting off that uh that raggedy gutter you got getting fixed for a while. Call Chris McCullough. John said the number is very important, 914-877-0096. If you'd like, you can check out the work over at McCulleyRoofingLLC.com. Again, McCulleyRoofingLLC.com. You'll like what you see. Chris McCulley going to take care of it for you. And as John said, he's going to battle when it comes to insurance claims. Going to take care of everything for you. No fuss. It's McCulley Roofing and renovations. Every day around this time, we do the rundown. Let's go. It's the rundown with the biggest stories of the day from Jason and John on 92.9 FM ESPN. First story. I'd like to read this to you. It comes to us from The Athletic, where we know it's it's not sports coverage. It's prose when it comes from the authors at The Athletic. And as the uh, story reads, Las Vegas, it was a campaign of action, not words. There were a number of worthy candidates who made their case as the top member of Team USA over four days on the campus of the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. But the end result was a landslide. Ladies and gentlemen, we touched on it. Jaron Jackson Jr. voted by his peers in a landslide, the standout player of uh, the U.S. FIBA training camp. Read you a little bit of what uh, Jalen Brunson said about him. Jaron, particularly Sunday's energy, the way he went to the glass, went to the foul line, every other possession. He was just really a force in that Saturday scrimmage against the U.S. select team. We talked a little bit about John said they looked good early in those 10-minute scrimmages, but once Ant-Man was back in, uh, the U.S. team certainly fared better. But back to Jaron, who we've talked about, is going to get plenty of run as one of essentially three bigs, him, Bobby Portis, and Walker Kessler. I guess you could count Paolo as a big, but I really wouldn't at this point even. Jaron's going to be right at the center of that uh, and at the front of that rotation. Um, everyone has been, in terms of when they watch the film, at least according to the story over at The Athletic, everyone been highly complimentary of how physical Jaron has been, feeble rules, um, pretty much dictate that you've got to be more physical. Uh, not just that, but also in terms of doing everything else, hitting shots, being their best big. He's been the guy, the NBA Defensive Player of the Year, at least the reigning Defensive Player of the Year. One thing on FIBA, I pointed this out to John off air, you only get five fouls per game. Yeah. Jaron averaged 3.6 fouls per game last year. Pretty sure that led the league. So he's got to be careful. That's part of the reason why he's talking about defending more with his chest, not using the hands. FIBA will allow you to do that, too play more physically in terms of chest bumps, those kinds of things. So it's great news, I think, uh, first and foremost for the Memphis Grizzlies because, again, you saw it, particularly second half of season, you know, coming back from that all-star break. That was a different Jaron, particularly on the offensive end. John talks about the word a lot, uh, and you have to because it's so big in basketball confidence. And you just get the sense that Jaron feels like he, he has the confidence of one of the league's best bigs, or it's getting to that point where he's realizing sort of where he fits in the pecking order of today's big, and especially the young ones. I think that dunk over Anthony Davis, too, last year, just moments like that uh, I, I think have opened Jaron's eyes in terms of how good he can be. Still want to see more in terms of the offensive jump. Still want to see more screening. We've talked about a ton a, a ton about that with uh, with Anthony saying in terms of Jaron's game, more screening when it comes to getting Joffrey, those kinds of things. So still a lot to see, but I can't wait for when this thing starts, John. As you know, it's the – uh, you said it last week. This is the real FIBA, the real FIBA World Cup right here. Yeah, this well as you call it. Well, because there's there's FIFA, that's what the soccer is. FIFA and there's FIBA. It's all the same. Yeah, it's the federal internet, federal federation, whatever. I don't know. Do you know the name? I think it's. Uh, you can't sit here and sound smart on it if you don't 
If you can't give me I think the it is the Federation name. of International Basketball, Basketball Association. Yeah. Federation of International Basketball Association? Yeah. Okay. All I right. think that's it. Here we go. Ready? Uh, well, it, it says the International Basketball Federation, IBF, but it's not Federal of International Basketball. A, has to be association, right? Has to be. Um, but if you go to Wikipedia, it says – the International Basketball Federation, FIBA. Weird. Why not? Why not just call? Why not just call it IBF? You know? Yeah. Why, why? What are we adding letters for? What does the A mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Somebody's gonna have to explain this to me. Um, yeah. Look, as you know, I'm uh, I'm on Deutschland here. Uh, this is a this is a big tournament for the Europeans. They care a lot more about it than we do. Um, like we won't we won't burn mattresses and throw them out of the window if we don't win this right i mean we'll like i'll dis- be disappointed if we're not at least silver in, in, yeah, the, I mean, top, I, in, the, in the championship yeah, match, yeah i mean you know, you'll, be, you, you'll always be in the you'll you're definitely gonna medal i mean the united states we'll, we'll be disappointed if we don't medal but if we don't win it is it going to be this great big catastrophe about united states basketball the way that it's going to be about um, well, isn't this is really just about positioning yourself for Olympics or whatever? Yeah, next I think year exactly and, right. Yeah, getting these guys run and seeing who on this team can make it. You know, which I don't know. Like uh, Ant Man feels like he's definitely an Olympic I think guy. This, the youth, the youth is going to want it. The question is going to be: Are they? Can they do it? Do, do they have enough shooting to yeah. do it? I mean, because you think they're going to play hard. You'll get all that. I, I, yeah. I like going to the young guys right. in those terms. It's just going to yeah. be in those moments. Who's taking them? A little bit like we talked about with the Memphis team. Who's taking that shot at the end? I'm assuming it's going to be Ant Man. But this is like you know, this is, is he going to hit it? This is really not a whole lot different from like college basketball in a way. You know, it's like the older teams, you know, have the advantage. The the teams that have been in this setting that are, like Spain has been here. Um, you know, Germany has played in the Euro Basket. Like you know, all these these teams all have like real FIBA experience, whereas like America is coming in green but crazy talented, huge advantage in talent. Mm-hmm. But as we know, the most talented team does not always win. That is why they play the game. Um, I hope I hope America wins it. You know, I mean it's 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 but we but we know even if they don't, we're the dominant force in world basketball. Like nobody's stopping us at the Olympics. What if America wins it and Jaron is the MVP of the effort? I mean, it would be amazing for the Grizzlies. It would be the, the best possible. There's a possibility of that happening now. Yeah, I mean. That I had not considered before this straw poll was done by the Athletic. Yeah, he could be the most important player for them, no doubt. I mean, because he's going to be their real only rim protection. Key is not fouling out. So can he adjust to this more physical style when only having five fouls? Mm-hmm. That'll be key, staying on the floor. If he does, he's on the floor the entire time. Again, fingers crossed. Grizzlies have got representatives over there to monitor the minutes. I don't know they're going to be able to do anything because Steve Kerr is going to play Jaron Jackson Jr. Right. He's going to have to have him out there. Yep. There you go. Next story. All right, Memphis basketball is done. They have wrapped up their uh, Dominican Republic trip, and they did so in just domineering fashion. 85-63, the under does come in uh, at La Romana's. I can't say it. Poli Deportivo, Elon Cio, Mercedes. Or is it Mercedes? Awful. You try. Aw- awful attempt. You, you know, don't just say don't just say I have a problem and don't try to solve it. Tell me about uh, Jordan Brown's big game. Well, look, anytime Elon Cio. Anytime you have 
85-63. Jordan Brown's going to have a big one. You know that. Uh, and that was probably the best, again, it was all on YouTube, which I give him credit for that. Like, if you wanted to watch it, it was there for you. I particularly did not have too much interest in it. I didn't uh, see Sunday. I think yeah. I saw a little piece of overtime. Yeah. But apparently there was just a, 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 an absolutely uh, wicked stomach bug going around. Like somebody, like the Dominicans tried to poison the Tigers uh, so that they couldn't be at their best. The old Sabado Gigante. <laughs> it, was, it was going strong, man. Uh, Jaquan Wall did not play uh, yesterday. Rick Stansberry stayed back at the hotel. He had the bug. Yeah. yeah. Um, You're saying Jaquan had it too? Yeah. I thought we just shut him down and put him in but, bubble wrap after 27 and 14. Said, uh, Parth said he had a stomach bug. Gotcha. Caleb Mills uh, did not play. He didn't play the last two games. That's kind of weird. Thought, I thought his was injury, though. Yep. His is his is injury related. Minor injury. A little. Um, that one is being this monitored. Is, yeah, we can check in on that pretty fast. That one's being monitored. But, uh, yeah, Jordan Brown was fantastic. 23 points, 11 rebounds. Uh, had just 12 and 5 to the Tigers' first two exhibitions. So he was really, really struggling in those first two. We said it after the first one that he has to get in conditioning. Penny yeah. did too, so he needs to lose 15 pounds. Yeah. So <laughs> was pretty straightforward about it. Yeah. So and look, he can do that. He can absolutely do that. He'll get in, he'll get to campus. He'll, you know, be doing two a days. I'm sure they'll tailor his diet. Hey, he's he's been enjoying his summer, man. You know? Had to finish up. What's classes. wrong with that? Yeah. yeah. Um, so beyond that though, I mean You didn't mention JJ Taylor, twenty two, nine of fourteen. He broke out in the last game. Didn't think we'd see that. Yeah, but I think the problem is you get into these situations where you're, you know, like, am I gonna do we do we think JJ Taylor's gonna be a part of the rotation? No, right. So that's why that's where you get into kind of. I just wanted you to mention him now because you're not fair during enough. the regular yeah, season. Yeah, that's that's fair. They had a the, the, clearly this last team was the far and away the worst that they played, um, and and it showed. But um, look, you know what this team is is going to be um, if they get DeAndre Williams. You know, it's going to go, Ooh, we. you know, Mills, Quinterly, Brown, DeAndre. Um, Who's coming off the bench? David Jones? I don't think you can bring Jaquan Walton off the bench. You think he's played his way into a starting spot for sure? Bro. David Jones looked good, though, with, with, with the national team. I know. How do you? Which one? It's got to be one or the other. You're not taking Caleb Mills or uh, Quinterly off the floor. Right. If you get DeAndre. If you don't have DeAndre to work itself out, you play Agreed. David Jones at four, you play small. And is Malcolm coming back? Yes. He okay. pre- Penny pretty much, I was going to, if you didn't, I was going to touch on it. Uh, Penny addressed it. Uh, he was asked about it. He said, still stands good. Uh, I mean, I told Malcolm, you know, that it was never out of the question. So, you know, we'll talk when we get back. The fact that this guy's been in the portal for months and hadn't done anything when he could have gone to St. Louis already, I think the writing's on the wall. He's going to be back. Mm-hmm. And Penny didn't shoot it down. In fact, he just kind of, he pretty much welcomed him back. Said they're going to have a talk. Once they're back from the DR, they are. I suspect that happens soon. We've always thought Malcolm makes a lot of sense in terms of f- finishing out the roster, adding another you know big body. I want to say, hopefully he's healthy. Welcome back to Malco. Yeah, little John. That's his name. One for you. more year. One, One more year. year. One. I was saying it then. Y'all didn't want it. Year. I wanted it. Yeah. So when I when I think about Malco, I just the. Uh, it's like Elton John, baby. Don't let the sun go down on me. Not yet, Malco. We will not let the sun go down on you. You will always now, have a place with this program. Two years ago, he's, junk, he's dunking on Chet Holmgren. Bang! Last year, he's putting his hands on Kendra Davis. Ooh. Or trying to. Ooh. I don't know if he ever got it. Ooh. 
we got to make sure Ooh. when when we talk with the Godfather before the season. Oh yeah, that, we have that. There's an understanding. We haven't done the Godfather. That, that you will not talk to Javon Quinterly. That's right. In any sort of kind of way. But the Godfather has to ask: Can he still call for Jermaine? I, I don't know. I don't know the old. Is he still? Who does incomplete? <laughs> Who can the Godfather lean on in these difficult times? Or am I going to have to bring one of these bastards back from the Dominican with me? You tell me. I don't know who does the dirty work anymore. I know who's doing the dirty work. Huh? Dwight! Dwight! Dwight. Bring him in here! Dwight, boy. Sit down, Malco! We got to have a talk. Now, the Godfather knows what you've been doing this summer. You've been looking for a home, huh? Yeah. You've been looking for a place to rest your head. And what happened? Big Malco. Big dog. What happened? All roads lead back to me. But let me tell you how things are going to be different this go around. I don't want to hear you talking about putting the ball on the floor. I don't want to hear about Kevin Durant, all right? Your ass sits right next to me. You are break glass in case of emergency. Now, that's worth something at Memphis. Is that worth something at SLU? Nah, man. So... The Godfather wants to welcome you back. He wants to open up his arm. We got Rick here. We got we got Caleb. We got Quinterly. We got all all kinds of guards that if if ever we get into a a sticky spot, that can maybe get you the ball. But if you ever, yeah, ever think for a moment of putting your hands on my point guard again, it's your ass, Malco. This is it. This is your last chance, or it will be the Paradiso with your ass. And we'll be watching a horror scene. So I think that's probably how it goes, you know? That's probably more or less. Yeah. I don't want to hear from your mom. I don't want to hear from your dad. You're a grown-ass man. You're 34 years old. This is you and me. Mono, mono. Nobody else. Right? I mean, at this point, it's got to be, it's got to be pretty, you know, clear. He Rotation level. You don't want to be with another family. Yeah. But, uh, to be with this family. But then you have to butter him up, you know what I mean? Then you have to, like, pat him on the butt again and say, you're a Memphis guy, been with you for how long? You and me. You and me. Yeah, y'all go back. You know, so the Godfather's always going to welcome you back over everybody else. We got Chandler up out of here. We didn't want Chandler. Had to go. But you always got a spot with me, big fella. Come on. Let's go to practice. Malco's back. So... All good. All's well that ends well. I, I gave him a great tribute on Twitter, so because I'll have to welcome him back on Twitter as well. I mean, I, I look. I'll get you two together, have a Coke. At the end of the day, a diet Coke. He he took issue many many years ago with the fact that uh he was he was not in great shape and he was having trouble even setting a screen and and, and, and I think it was against SMU and I remember it. I was like, damn, bro. I mean, you're a junior. You got to be able to set a screen, Big Felt. You know? But uh, 
and then he said something along the lines of, "You don't want that little John, or you know, uh, you, it's, I can't remember. It doesn't really matter. Like calm down, little John. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, but no, it's all good. I mean, that's another look. Malco is a is a serviceable rotation level college basketball big man. Sounds like whether it's SLU or Gonzaga that there were others interested. Yeah, there definitely were. I know SLU was not just interested. They wanted him come on down, yes. commit. Yes, exactly right. Gonzaga was supposed to be interested. I don't know how valid that was. Right. But, uh, but yes. Uh, I mean, he, he had, had options. Bro. I mean, if you were the Gonzaga, I mean, you saw what he did, right? Yeah, on saw it first hand on Chet. <laughs> that was two years ago. Yeah, well. You said he's not He's not 34. Sorry. Godfather said that. And, and yeah, that, that, was an that, in, I mean, that was an insult. You, yeah, yeah, you got to be able to differentiate who's saying what here on this show. Because I, I do not – uh, accept accountability for the things that the Godfather says. That's between you oh, and the, the Godfather. To, yeah, that's the way to do it. You know, me, I'm Separate a to- Separate yourself. Different. We've seen that. Different. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm not responsible, uh, nor can I be held liable for the things that the Godfather says on this show, on this program. But, uh, yeah. Carl Sharon Font, a possible revelation. Po- possibly. I mean, look. Maybe the inconvenient truth. The inconvenient truth. That's like a... I'm sure he probably would not appreciate that nickname. But yes, he would. The inconvenient truth. That's a real nickname for a stud Frank Gore. That's a, uh, come on. The inconvenient truth. Though, the inconvenient truth is he's ready to play. That's like you it's associate inconvenient. that with like the end of the world. Like it's the end of the world. It's if a he's, great if he is, nickname. You're not gonna shoot it down. Like if Carl Sheriffan is getting big minutes, it is the end of the Have world. Have you seen the way he controls a horse? Yeah, he's a great. He's great at that. You know, there was a picture. Just that, tells you uh, everything you need to know about that man. There was a picture that got posted by the Memphis Tigers, uh, and like everybody in the frame, it was like I think it was the second day or the first day they were there. Everybody in the frame is like throwing up the M, right? Yes. Except JJ Taylor, he's the only one that did not have the 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 hand sign up. Like, why was he not having a good time that day? Was that did he have some of the salmon or or the Dominican fish or whatever? M stands for Mikey to him. <laughs> Mikey, not here, no M. <laughs> not here, some no, of y'all. Shout out though, because he had twenty-two. Man, yeah. it's going to be the most he plays well, the rest of the season. To hear some of y'all tell it, I mean, Mikey on the way, man. Mikey was in. I, I read it again. It's I read it again for months, and I'm sure Parts probably writing the same thing. Penny not closing the door on it. He could still be with the team. No, Penny's not closing the door on it. San Diego district attorney is. That's the like. This is. Penny's playing this beautifully. How late can you even get him in? We, I used saying. to know that stuff. You had yeah. to be enrolled by a certain time. The preliminary yeah. hearing is September 5th. Exactly. And it's you know what? It's probably going to get moved again. Like I, every other one has gotten moved. Need so. to look at the late date on uh, enrolling. That's good. I mean, I, I think may I give, maybe your presidential uh, exemption? exemption gets you past that. Bro, maybe they can no Maybe they way. can let you in still. I know if Rudd was there, you let uh, him, yeah. come, come on in here. You Come on December. You Not come the on new in. One. You're going to help the team? Come on. The new right. guy is, Hargrave is his name. Yeah, you should know it. Bill He's Hargrave handing is not, out degrees. Is not um, giving a presidential exemption to a dude with a felony gun. Yeah, I don't see it. I, I mean, he can be like Penny. You you already deep, man. I, I can't help you here. Right. I mean, by the way, it's like probably I'm doing you a favor by not giving you this exemption because it's just going to cause chemistry problems. Like, unless you just told me that this, like, but I, I, I you I, could put him the inconvenient truth, J.J. Taylor. Ashton on a scout team, 
Oh, man. Have you, a pretty damn good freshman scout team right there. Yeah, but, I mean, what is this, the Hoosiers? I mean, 1985. It's the only way they're going to play all year, most of them. Yeah, but it's not. Except for Carl. But it's not realistic to expect that the, the kid has a shoe deal and millions of followers on Instagram to come in here and be a part of the scout team. He ain't, he ain't it's on a that team tip. Of, oh, it's the redshirt team. Right. If they're all in, if they're invested. If right. Like he wants, we said it, that was the way, John. See, you and I agreed that if he's willing right. to redshirt, and then Hargrave does the exemption. Right. But see, you, We're gonna let him but in. But that's La La Land. That's not real. The that's, great, the great part about it is it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It would have mattered two months ago. Right. Have, I that, agree. The roster is completely different. Yeah. I mean, don't forget, you still have Jalen Young. Like you still have. Uh, I mean, you have so many freaking guards. Where I, I don't even think on his merit, if, if if Mikey didn't have the felony gun charge, I don't think he's beating them out. I, I just don't believe that. Um, so I I just don't. Uh, I don't. I don't. I'm not in support of it. If it happens, I will be against it. If if uh, they try to bring him in, I'll be against it. Really, just because uh, they don't need him. I mean, at this point, and it just feels like it's something that like you just have too much of one thing, and it's just gonna. We've seen this too many times. It's gonna cause more problems than it does, you know, like uh, upside. So, it, anyway, it was a it was a successful trip in the Dominican for uh, the University of Memphis basketball team. We will not see them again. Mm. Uh, until what? Memphis Madness. Yeah, which is in October, and then, uh, and then those preseason games last year were end of October, so yeah. October we'll see them again. Yeah, and then uh, uh, you, you saw the uh, Battle for Atlantis uh, full bracket that came out over the weekend. So oh, we discussed that uh, last week. We are, yeah, it was last week. We, okay, uh, Arkansas second game. The week it, it was news last week. Yeah, we had a rundown. All right, if they if they. If they get to the championship game, it will likely be against UNC, Carolina. Yeah, UNC Villanova. Yeah, UNC be the pick. Yeah, at this point. Um, so look, uh, it's a it's a loaded slate, and now the uh, University of Memphis and Jordan Brown's got to lose fifteen twenty, so we can we can focus on that. Now last year we were all here's the racket and here's who they're gonna face second round. Who they lose to? Seton Hall on, on that BS. Freaking shoot! Oh yeah, that one still hurts. Yeah, it's it's it, you know what? Because really, he wouldn't have been an eight or a nine. Correct. Like I mean, look. The likelihood See. is that you lose to uh, Michigan, and then you have to play Stanford in the same. <laughs> That's what I was just gonna say. We, we talking all this right, stuff about right, Arkansas. Right. Yeah, probably but, gonna be playing Stanford in the second. You'll probably be no. A, I I have confidence in Penny against. You'll be Juwan. a similar favorite against Michigan. I My think. Point was like a one point favorite against Michigan or something like that. Yeah. Oh, or there's a no guarantee. Dog. There's no guarantee. I feel good though. I mean, I you'll look, be ranked high. You'll be ranked. I'll be betting Memphis for sure. I mean, unless it's like a six point line. In which case, I might have to play the other side. But uh, if it's like a one or two point spread, give me Memphis on that all day. I mean, Michigan stinks. And I imagine they'll be significant underdogs then against Arkansas, an Arkansas team that should be yeah, top fifteen, yeah, top ten ish. I would say twelve ish. I would say they would likely be. Again, if everybody's on this Memphis team, I would say that my guess is early look ahead, Memphis probably a four and a half to mm-hmm. five and a half point dog yeah, against Arkansas. That's what I said. Significant, which. Is interesting. I mean, I, you know, I, I could I could talk myself into playing Memphis there, um, depending on how many points I get. Because I mean, Memphis is going to be really good too. So I think people are just overlooking them. <sighs> they if they get DeAndre exactly, they'll get DeAndre different equation. You Ooh, know, we also I need to know that Jordan Brown's in better shape, which I assume oh, he's he will be, be fine. You saw it in the yeah, yeah he'll yeah. be fine. Uh, but anyway, uh, good trip, good week for the University of Memphis. Next story. We had a brawl in baseball. Uh, Guardians Jose Ramirez and then Tim Anderson of the White Sox got it on, and it was pretty good, so much so that John 
was compelled to tweet about it. That's how big a shot that Brother Ramirez landed on Tim Anderson. Uh, was second base, dust up, Ramirez sliding in. Anderson's got the tag down. And I guess, and uh, Brad, maybe you saw it better than I did, it looked like it was the application of the tag that bothered Ramirez the most. Now, Ramirez went on to say after the fight that, you know, Tim Anderson's been up to this kind of pushing it to the limit stuff for a while now. And so it had sort of been building up. But the two of them immediately stood up because Ramirez put his finger out in Anderson's face, which prompted Anderson automatically to put the Dukes up uh, like the old days. And what he did not intend for after throwing those first couple of punches is that Ramirez was not interested whatsoever in a boxing match. He was interested in brawling. You were dealing with a brawler in Ramirez, and he put his head down, swung wildly with a, uh, a right hand, uh, and connected to Anderson the point that he uh, uh, down there, I mean, knocked him to the ground. Uh, you see Anderson trying to get back up. He's a little bit woozy uh, afterwards. He did not, uh, Anderson did not speak to reporters after the game. In fact, he left the, uh, as far as I know what I read, he was, he left the baseball stadium completely. Um, embarrassing for Anderson, especially when you're the one that initiates it with the Dukes up. Because, again, Ramirez pointed at you, but we can, you know, there, there's still space there to have what you typically have in baseball, which is just both dugouts empty and everything else, and cooler heads prevail, and you get in between that. But when, when Anderson decided to put the Dukes up, I mean, again, it's sort of like those folks that jumped the, that jumped the employee down in Alabama. You just you you wrote a check that you couldn't cash that you couldn't get cashed. Yeah, that's what Anderson did. He wasn't ready for the brawl. What just what what did you tweet? It was profound. Big right hand. Yeah, it was a devastating right hook. It was and I, and I scored the round ten eight Ramirez. Uh, but what I found what I thought was funny was that uh, people thought that that was like a Tim Anderson showcase. Like oh Tim Anderson like dude are you uh, stupid? I, I tried to look. His shots are gla- they glance. They don't hit. Yeah, they don't no. really connect. I mean, he he you know, and I appreciate the ump. The ump was like, touch gloves. You know, like he he was like, all right, let's go, let's well, get well, it. Once the Dukes were up, you yeah. need the intention. Uh, but uh, but look, here's the thing. I mean, I think um, Ramirez clearly showed that he was the better fighter in this instance, and that is why I'm scoring the fight, Jose Ramirez, ten eight. I mean. Look, I, I, I appreciated it. It was fun. It was a good moment. Um, you know, and it adds some, you know, some color to baseball. We need it for sure. Do you remember when Jordan Clarkson put his dukes up? Uh, are the dudes that vaguely. put their dukes up the ones that are really the ones the most gonna get done in? You I guess usually it yeah. happened to Tim. Right. Right. Cause, I, mean, I can't remember. Was that Clarkson? Was it Bain or Jaron that he was mad at and put the Dukes uh, up? Oh, okay. Yeah, you know no, what I'm talking no, about? Yeah, Bain started that. walking yeah. toward him or something. Yeah. Clarkson put up the Dukes. Yeah, I remember that now. Yeah, Clarkson wouldn't bust a grape in a fruit fight. Come on, man. He always does that mess like he's going, like he wants to do something. Yeah. But that's what I'm asking you. Is is it the dudes who put up the Dukes that are really the – Yeah, it was. I think it was Desmond. The ones that are going to get done in. I think it was Bain that was still talking. It was talk- both. It was both. Yeah, it was both I think Jaron and Bain. Yeah, he I'm took looking. a shot at Jaron, and I think bothered Bain, and that's why Bain walked over and Clarkson put the Dukes up. Yeah, like I, I think generally speaking, and, and we said Bain would have swabbed that man. Yeah, like a like a used them like a mop because of the 
Yeah, the strength. Yeah, so Jer- so he. Ex- I'm watching it right now. I mean, I'm it, pretty it, sure I remember it. Just like I think it went. Just like I said, he kind he kind of like he didn't really put him up like Tim Anderson, you know, like but he yeah. he, he kind of wanted to square up a little bit. Mm, he squared know? them shoulders up. Yeah, Jared started walking over to him, and and it was never serious. I mean, he's letting the referee. That's restrain. my point. You put them things up sometimes. Man, you, let me go. You really don't want. Don't it. hold me back. Yeah. You know, uh, but but yeah, uh, I think generally speaking, the guys that are great. Uh, you know, fighters probably don't want to fight. Like they probably just because they know, like I, I can, I can end you essentially. So I don't want to do this, right? So it's, it's the guys that like you know want to prove they're hard or tough that are putting their fists up and they wanted like I didn't think there was anything that was fight worthy in that sequence. I mean, now are you more of a put your dukes up guy? Or are you more like the no, the, no, the no, girls no. at MCS with the swinging arms and you're just getting in as many swings as possible? Oh, uh, dude, I've, I've, I'm a lover, not a fighter. I haven't been in a fight in, in I don't even know how long it's been. Um, but I was a I was a square up. I wasn't like a pull your weave out and okay. you know flail. That was not what I did okay. typically. Uh, but that was always how you know, how you knew it was a busy day at White Station. There would be some weave on the uh, on the floor. Yep. Just in the hallway, just like up oh, something went down up here, you know. Um, but yeah, tracks spe- got pulled out. Speaking of uh, fights, I've got another one here. Yeah. Next story. Jake Paul. Jake oh, Paul. Oh come on. Are we not past this yet? I mean, are we not past the fact that this guy Go is ahead, a legitimate man. boxer? Read it. Say it. He's a legit. You watched it, right? I watched it on a, on a stream. I didn't pay for it. Is this real sports talk? Yeah. Go ahead. You need to you need to treat it for what it is, which is a legitimate a legitimate state regulated and approved boxing match. This was not you know him playing uh, fighting Nate Robinson. You know this was Nate Diaz, and it went. It you went, wouldn't give me the time of day last week on Francis Ngannou and freaking Tyson Fury and Mike Tyson Trey. You want me to pay attention to this. You go right ahead. Absolutely. You go right ahead and try. Absolutely. You try to keep my attention. Absolutely. Uh, Jake Paul won via decision, unanimous decision. Is he the one that sells prime? Uh, That's his brother, Logan, who was there. Same person. Logan was in Wrestle, excuse me, SummerSlam. He He had wrestled in SummerSlam hours before Jake's fight. Oh, they're just so talented. He took a private jet down to uh to Jake's fight Great. after the after the uh after the Doc, ma- yeah, put my dockage on that one. Great. Match ended. Uh Jake had a couple of um Great. He had a couple of of, of highlights. Nate was woozy in the first 15 seconds. Like I thought I was going to end the first 20 seconds. Uh then there were he there was a knockdown I think in the 5th round maybe, 6th round maybe. But past that Jake kind of toyed with him. And I'll say this, like, I, I don't believe it's rigged. I do believe that Jake lays off of these guys and doesn't always go for the knockout because it's embarrassing to get knocked out at this stage by Jake Paul. It just is. Like, it's an emb- like oh, you got knocked out by Jake Paul. I think he lays off. I think he lets these guys go to decisions, keep their integrity and their respect, Helps him get a bag because he's very pro fighter. If you ever like listen to him talk, he like he wants to UFC guys to get paid more. He wants to give these guys the opportunity to make bags. Mm-hmm. So I don't think he's in the business of embarrassing them um, in the way that most people think. So that's where I have a problem. Like Jake could have fit his dude, and he didn't. He just kind of let him. Like there were times in the fight where Nate was like walking around with his hands down, and Jake was just letting him. Like that happened like multiple times. Like, if that's a real fight, 
and it's like your career's on the line and all that. Well, it's not. But yeah. Why would you not go after the dude that has his hands down? You'd, mm-hmm. you know, you'd, you'd, you'd fap him real quick. But he didn't. And so I think that's why I think, like, it's not rigged, but it is a farce. It is a complete farce. You pay for this? Nope. Stream, bro. Uh, and yeah, sure. UFC Fight Night was in Nashville uh, on on Saturday as well, so I, I watched I watched almost all of that. The main event was absolutely brutal. Oh my god! The the wor- you know the worst UFC was like Sanhagen was his name Corey Sanhagen. The worst UFC fight is those fights, and they come around every so often when one guy just lays on top of the other for the entirety of the fight, and the other guy can't get out. And he's he's not trying to submit him. He's just trying to like wrestle him and stay on top of him and just control the fight that way. That was the main event uh, in Nashville. So I was I was I was watching him fighting all night on Saturday. I don't know um, I don't know what you were doing. I mean I guess you were in bed because you were trying to get up for that 4 a.m. wake up call for v, uh, for U.S. and Sweden. But uh, I was watching fights. Jake Paul won again, and uh, now he's calling out Conor McGregor. So that may be the next. He's like fat now. Yeah, Connor is. If if Connor McGregor ever fights again in the UFC, I'm liquidating everything I have on his opponent. Really, dude, Connor McGregor is awful. Yeah. Now, you know, like he's he's he can't fight anymore. It was good while it lasted. You know, he he was great. He made too much money. There's no hunger. Hundred percent. There's like he doesn't know what his championship is anymore. What is that for him? He just gets on Twitter and just talks ish to pizza. You know, like you're an up and coming fighter. You know, so. I can't believe you've spent them so much time talking about the Pauls. Dude, they're a talented family. Logan Paul is a great wrestler. Great wrestler. Athletic, high flyer. Like, I'm serious. He is He is very, very gifted at that. I don't know, like, uh, how he is on the mic because I don't watch wrestling anymore. But from what I've seen from him in the ring, that dude, that dude can go. You on, huh? That dude can go as a, as a wrestler. I mean, I, I'd probably give him the belt over Roman Reigns. That would be that'd be my strategy. Because you got to think about it, all his fans that are that are buying the prime and stuff like that, like, like they'll tune in for that. They'll, they'll tune. It'll, it's the good. My kid goes crazy over that stuff. Oh, that's where it comes from. Oh man, the prime you, thing is unbelievable. You have lost CJ to the Paul brothers. That's where this they, comes. The in. Paul brothers they, taking all our kids. And do you know the? Do you know the controversy? Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Well, they're, you know, they're accused of putting too much caffeine in the energy drink, okay? What my kid drinks is the, the sports drink. Correct. Yeah. That doesn't have that, but the, but the issue is they're, they're, they're branded the same way. The, right, bottles, right, right, right. the bottles look similar in terms yep. of the flavors. Yep. And so, yep. you know, people. But the, but the prime energy comes in a can. Correct. And prime sports comes in a bottle. It does. So it's easy to tell the differences if you're a parent trying to buy it. You know? My nine-year-old knows the difference. Right. But I literally had a kid, my kid's at a basketball camp a couple weeks ago. One of his friends comes up to me. I guess he's a third grader, second or third grader. Oh, grade below Chris. He comes up to me and said, you let Chris drink prime? And I say, yeah, man. I mean, he loves it, dude. I said, like what? It's like, like it's I said, cocaine I said, I said what's your favorite flavor? He said, no, no, no. I don't drink prime. It'll give you a heart attack. Damn, his parents have put the fear of God in him. And so, well, that his whole thing was about you know, and that, and that these kids are talking about and everything else, and the, and the parents so are teaching like a bad boy because he's drinking prime. Well, he, again, I don't know that this kid knew the difference between right, the two. Right, and that's right, what right, I try right. to get into it. With, uh, have with you the had the? Have you tasted the sports drink? Yes, it's good. Oh uh, no, not every flavor. 
What's uh, crazy I, about it is there's zero sugar, but half of them are too sweet. I know. So it's, I can't drink them. I can't do the lemon lime. I can't do, but the orange and the Meta Moon, fantastic. I have not had either one of those. Fantastic. I've had blue raspberry. I thought that was too sweet. Is that the all blue one? Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was too sweet. Uh, And the ice bomb that looks like the ice bomb. uh, I think that was pretty good. I think that was pretty good. A little sweet for me. I don't know. What is is it? What is it? What's in there that's making it so dang sweet? It's not sugar. No, I don't know. I I, I think that's a patented recipe. Yeah. My my son has a collection of them, bro, of the the old empty cans. He puts up. I mean, and you're going broke. The marketing that the, the, which Paul is it? Logan? Logan. Either one. It's freaking! It's all over the place. They got these kids hooked in. Well, they, like, yeah, that's a that's a case study of of like you said, mass marketing. But I think the drink is good. Like, I'm 32 years old, and I think the drink is good. I would, I've bought, I've bought cases of it before. It's super expensive. Is it? Yeah, it's very. I mean, expensive. I, I buy a bottle here and there for Chris. I don't, you know, yeah. that's any more expensive than anything else. Is but uh, it? Is it more expensive for Gatorade. Yeah, like significantly. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I didn't think it was that. It didn't jump out at me. But it's like they're 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 not as they're not as uh they're not as big as Gatorades either. Well, not the biggest, not the bigger Gatorades, but you can get yeah. that sort of size. Gatorade. I think the bigger Gatorade and the Prime are the same price. Okay. So I think that's where I think like if you like you go to a uh, you know a Target or whatever and get like a uh, a single bottle of Prime, it might be like two bucks, you know, which is like the same as a, as a Gatorade. Dude, basically. I don't know what it, if if y'all's kids are gonna like this or if it's just mine. But man, we were out in California. Anytime that he could get it, it 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 was the highlight of the trip. Dude, no, I think that, it's, that's how that's how it's everybody. The yeah. inroads these Pauls have made with these if kids. If you Google and how much money they've made on Prime, it's, it's unbelievable. Like, yeah, it's so it, this this latest issue, this controversy, didn't damage anything no. with the FDA and the whole too much caffeine. No. It's just still rolling. Dude, not even the uh, the uh, World Health Organization came out and said like three weeks ago that uh, aspartame caused cancer. Do you think Diet Coke is suffering in sales today? You know, no. We drink Diet Coke. We drink Diet Mountain Dew. We drink, you know, what we drink. Mm. And uh, you know, we're only here. We're only here for a short time, Jason. Be very careful because they got our kids hooked. I'm watching. Yeah, uh, but anyway, congratulations to Jake Paul on another win. <laughs> We'll see. I don't know who he's fighting next, Jason. It may be Connor. A nobody. It, it may be a nobody. It is a farce. Don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting here saying, but you know. But it's got you hooked. Well, it's, it's. Uh, I, w- I would not buy the pay-per-view. I will say that. Like, if had I bought it, it, w- it would feel very, uh, like, a, like it'd be like a robbery. Like, like, come on, man. That was not worth that 80 bucks or whatever. Anyway, uh, Jake Paul wins again. All right, we're going to come back. Got Respect Burgers. Got Jason Fitz at 125. Lots more to come. Jason and John, 90 FM, ESPN. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.